Double Dribble Podcast brought to you by the DS Walk Show and Deep Voice Radio is coming at you in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.
from CM Punk, the newest addition to all elite wrestling in just one minute and 30 seconds. You've waited this long to hear from CM Punk. You only have to wait 90 seconds more. CM Punk is in AEW. And welcome to another edition of the Dub Drill Podcast. I'm your host, D.S. Wall. And we're going to get right to it, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm so excited to do this podcast. I'm so excited to do this show because on Friday, a huge return happened. Though I'm not talking about anyone in the NBA, not talking about anyone in the NFL. I am talking about the return of the best in the world. I am talking about the return of CM Punk to professional wrestling. CM Punk and the one of the worst kept secrets over the last month or so has signed and delivered to AEW Wrestling. The upstart company that started back in 2019. The upstart company who's paying CM Punk a lot of money to come back to professional wrestling. CM Punk made his return. And when I say the masses came out for Rampage, the first dance at the United Center, and when I said 18,000 people came out to watch CM Punk make his debut, 18,000 people came out. The largest crowd in AEW history packed to the house, all the way to the top, not a single seat available, not standing room, not none, zilch, blank, came out to see the hometown kid, CM Punk, come out after seven years. And I'm going to tell you, from CM Punk to the people in attendance to the people around the world, it was one of those emotional comebacks, and I mean very emotional. I mean, from the start of the show, there was chance to see him Punk. Last week, they was chanting CM Punk. For seven years, they was chanting CM Punk. And when he finally came back, when he walked through that tunnel, and when he came out to the crowd, and we hear his music pop, and we hear everybody and their mama scream from the top of their lungs, when he came out, that man was overcome with a whole lot of emotion. And quite honestly, I would have been to After seven long years of returning to the love of your life, something that you love to do and you get overwhelmed with the emotion of the crowd chanting screaming your name is a hell of a feeling to the point where you seen five six maybe seven hundred people one particular we seen crying because seal punk has returned now a lot of us will make fun of a grown-ass man crying to see another grown man come back into professional wrestling but this, this I can't clown. This I, I'll make an exception on because CL Punk is that type of guy. CL Punk is that dude. CL Punk is the best in the world. And for seven years, we haven't seen the best in the world in this wrestling ring. For seven years, a lot of people thought that CL Punk did not love wrestling. For seven years, a lot of people thought that CL Punk hated wrestling. But when he came out and when he jumped in that crowd, he's giving out hugs. And when he was crying himself, that's when we all realized CM Punk never stopped love wrestling. CM Punk just needed time to recover from the stuff that he went through with the last company, the WWE. He had to recover from all of the, how can I say this, in good terms and, and in good faith. He had to return and he had to recover, excuse me, from all the crap and the BS that he'd been through. And yes, it took him seven years to get over what he was going through. But hey, he's back. And it's a beautiful day in professional wrestling. But it's also a hell of a beautiful day for AEW wrestling because now they got the top dog. They got the one guy, the one guy that 
every promotion wanted, including the WWE. We can sit here and say that yo Vince Man said he won't work with CM Punk again. Uh, have you seen their rating? Have you seen Raw? Have you seen the pay-per-view? Yeah. If there was any way that they could smooth things and work things out with CM Punk, I guarantee the Vince McMahon would have swallowed that pride and would have CM Punk back in a heartbeat. I could almost guarantee you that. But we're going to talk about that another time. So we're going to get back to CM Punk making his debut on AEW. Now, everybody was happy to see CM Punk, including some people in, well, I should say some wrestlers in the WWE, Ring of Honor, all over. Because CM Punk, he doesn't have a following. He has a cult following in a good way. Because, again, I just said this man been gone for seven years. Everywhere you go, especially in the WWE, where you go to Raw, SmackDown, and any of their pay-per-views, especially when they're in Chicago, you hear the chance to see a punk. For the first year or two when CM Punk was not in wrestling, all you heard was CM Punk chat. It never stopped. It never stopped. No matter what happened, no matter who was wrestling, all you heard was the fans chatting, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Seven years. So when he made his debut, yes, everybody was happy. Everybody was like, you know, this is good. They were excited. I mean, you seen Professor Wrestler's tweet, you know, congratulations to CM Punk. Hey, good to see him back in professional wrestling. Oh, I can't wait to see his first match. Yada, 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 yada. Everybody was happy. And then when he's when he cut his promo and when he is trying to explain to his fans, or just trying to explain to the casual fans, or when he tried to explain to every, all of us on why he was gone for seven years. And I'm gonna read this to you because I had the transcript. And basically he said this. This is for everybody who bought a ticket. This is for everybody in the back. If at all through my journey and of my personal choices or decisions related to my life made you feel disappointed or let down let me just say let me just say i understand if you all try to understand that i was never going to get help physically mentally spiritually or emotionally stay in the same place that got me sick in the first place what he's saying was that everything he's been through in the wwe he had to take those seven years to heal everything that he's going through and when he said that you know, that kind of put everything in perspective. Because a lot of fans, uh, honestly or not, was kind of disappointed that he's he was gone for this long. A lot of fans felt that he wasn't going to come back. A lot of fans felt that, you know, he betrayed them. He, bet he betrayed them. He betrayed professional wrestling. And he went to that statement and said, look, I need a time to heal. And he has healed. And now he's back. Of course, there's always going to be some criticism of what CM Punk said, whether it's from wrestling fans, current wrestlers, or former wrestlers. Booker T, former wrestler, was still employed by the WWE, former WCW wrestler as well, then kind of felt like CM Punk dropped the ball on his promo. Now, before I tell you what Booker T and his co-host Brad Gilmore has said, let me say this first, that CM Punk has stated when he came out, he didn't know what he was going to say because he didn't know what to expect. So we got to take it as face value that the promo that he cut was coming from the heart and it was coming from a place where he was being honest. And I'm quite sure a lot of us feel that way. 
And I'm quite sure a lot of us, you know, feel that, yo, punk, why you was gone for so long? Yo, punk, what's up? What was the reason? And CL Punk doesn't owe us a reason why he was gone for so long, but he gave it to us. CL Punk, for, I'm going to put it like this, for any person who was in a bad relationship or if anyone was in a toxic relationship, whether it's with a, a man or a woman or with a job, you know, you, you don't want time to heal. And then when someone asks you, you know, man, why he's gone for so long, you give him that explanation. Well, to Booker T, who I respect because Booker T is a former wrestler, former champion. He's a two-time WWE Hall of Famer, uh, former tag team champion of the Harlem Heat. You know, Booker T made his name. He's one of the few African-American champions in the world. And everything with Booker T, you know, to me, I always say this, I would never argue with an athlete because they know their profession better than I do. We, I might disagree with you and i give you my opinion, but you know more than me. And I would never argue about your industry on, on, on certain things. But this one, I will have to because I disagree with Booker T. Booker T said, and I quote, CM Punk came back and took this moment and chose to talk about the WWE. That right there was just a total miss as far as I'm concerned. He struck out. I can only imagine if The Rock had the same 21,000 in Miami, Florida. The Rock would have talked about every landmark in Miami and that everybody in Miami frequent. He would have those fans going crazy with excitement, but CM Punk chose to talk about the WWE and that nine minutes went back so so slow when it came when it could have been a party going on in United States. And his co-host Brad Gilmore agreed that Punk's promo was lackluster, but he felt like the moment itself was big. Booker responded and said he wouldn't even be thinking about the other side if he were making his comeback and that Punk missed a moment in front of his hometown crowd. And I respect Booker T's opinion. I respect Brad Gilmore's opinion. I respect what both guys have to say. They've been doing this longer than I have. But this is where I disagree with them on is that Punk didn't miss the mark. Punk told you why he was gone. And to say that um, The Rock uh, would name every landmark and we had that 21,000 people in Miami eating out of his hands, I'm just, you know, tightening up the court a little bit in my way. Um, that is true, but the difference is between The Rock and CM Punk is that the WWE will probably will never put The Rock through the same situation they put through they put CM Punk through, okay? Let me say that again. Vince McMahon and the WWE will have never put The Rock through the same BS the same way they put CM Punk through. You see, because The Rock is one of their own. The Rock is a third-generation wrestler in the WWE. He is one of their own. They would never put The Rock through the same stuff they put through CM Punk. CM Punk is not a WWE product. CM Punk came from Ring of Honor. He's not one of the clique. He's not one of them. CM Punk is a very outspoken man and a very outspoken wrestler. If he sees something that's not right, he's going to speak on it. If he feels that he's not being used right, he's going to speak on it. I'm not saying The Rock wouldn't because I do believe The Rock will. And if The Rock speaks on something he didn't like, they're going to fix that right away. They're not going to put him through the ringer. They're not going to argue with him. They're going to cater to him. They're going to give him everything what he wants. CM Punk a little different because, again, he's not one of them. 
And I'm disappointed in Booker T because Booker T is not one of them. Because Booker T came for WCW. Now, Booker T has been a loyal employee of the WWE over the year. And he has carried that flag of the WWE for a very long time. But CM Punk, as he said years ago, he is the voice of the voices. He wants to give the fans what they want. He knows what the fans want. And that's what he's all about. I hate to say it, but a lot of the WWE guys are not about that. CM Punk is. CM Punk came from an area, from a place where we are all about the fans. We are all about entertaining the fans. We are all about giving them the type of match they want. CM Punk is about working with a young talent and putting them over, not destroying them. As he has stated numerous times that, you know, John Cena has destroyed a young talent because he doesn't put them over. That's CM Punk. He represents the people. And in other cases, some cases, he represents the wrestlers who cannot speak up and defend themselves against Vince McMahon because if they do, they'll get fired. That fear factor. CM Punk just didn't give a damn. And it worked for him. Whether it was whether he it was a promo or or just real life. This is who he is. He makes no excuse about it. He CM Punk Without some of y'all who don't know, CM Punk is straight edge. Okay, doesn't drink, doesn't do drugs. He's an honest guy. He lives by that motto, and he speaks up for himself. He speaks up for others. Now, have that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way over his years as a professional wrestler? Yes, it has. But has it made him um, well respected over the years? Because he speaks out and he speaks for other people. He speaks out for the voice of the voices. Yes, it has. And and to Booker T and to Brad Gilmore, he didn't miss the mark. Because you got to understand that what Seal Punk could come out and say anything he wants, the people going to eat it up. Because the fans, after seven years, they got they finally got what they want. I mean, Seal Punk could talk about his time in the USC, the people going to eat it up. Seal Punk could talk about the movies, uh, the comic books. They would eat it up. It wouldn't even matter what he said. He can go and talk about how much he loved his hometown, Chicago. The, he can talk about how much he loved the Chicago Bulls, the Blackhawks, all the landmarks, the whole nine shebang. They will eat it up no matter what. That's what Booker T is missing. And, and look, shout out to Booker T because I like his article. And I like the fact that he was honest. I like the fact that what he said, it, it has a little bit of truth because he, because to me, he's saying this as a professional wrestler if he was still was a professional wrestler and I respect Booker T and but I disagree with this I mean after seven years of not being not being in the ring seven years of being away from your fan base seven years of being away from the very thing that you love to do and you tell everybody why you were gone to me they ate it up and to me it's one hell of a promo and the simple fact that he, when he said, you know, I didn't write nothing down, so we're going to wing this. That's exactly what he did. And it, it was probably one of his best promos. And he deserves a lot of credit for that. Because it ain't too many wrestlers. It's not too many entertainers going to tell his fan base or tell his people, hey, look, this is the reason why I was gone. And to be quiet as kept, he didn't even owe anybody any explanations. Because I kind of figured why he was gone for seven years. Hey, trust me, he wasn't going. He wasn't gone for seven years to try to go in the UFC and be a UFC fighter. Nah, 
CM Punk is a professional wrestler. His craft is wrestling. His craft is being the best in the world. His craft is working with all the young talent out there and putting them over. That's CM Punk. CM Punk is about being the voice of the voiceless. CM Punk is about the people. And for seven years, he couldn't give the people what he want, what they want. That's CM Punk. But now he's back. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that night, he called out Darby Allen, one of the top young talents in AEW. One of the guys he has said that he would love to work with, he challenged him to a match. And that match is official. And they'll be wrestling each other in Chicago, September 5th, at AEW Big Pay-Per-View All In. And I'm looking forward to this match. I'm looking forward to seeing this match. Not because it's CEO, not because it's CEO Punk's first match in seven years, of course, that part as well. But I'm looking forward to it because we're talking about a, a young guy and a veteran wrestler who has similar skill set. And that skill set is passion and love for what they do. And when you get two wrestlers in the ring who's all about the passion, all about the love of the sport, and not about the money, it turns out to be a good match. But more importantly, it's about to, it's all about to see where Punk is. But more importantly, it's about Darby Allen. Because Darby Allen is one of the top young wrestlers in professional wrestling. And he gets the opportunity to wrestle a guy who has been known the best in the world for a very long time. He gets to wrestle a guy who has done it all. He gets to wrestle a guy who has one of the biggest followers. But more importantly, he gets to work with a guy who wants to work with him. He gets a guy who loves the young talent, who is excited to work with the young talent, who's all about putting the young talent over, not burying them. He gets worse with a guy who's going to enhance him. And there's going to be tons of other young talent out there who Team Punk going to work with. Jungle Boy, that's going to be another guy he's going to work with. And Orange Cassidy, that's going to be another young guy. Dante Martin, another young guy. AEW has a lot of young talent and a lot of young talent who has unlimited potential. And they're going to get the opportunity to work with the best in the world. They're going to work with a guy who's not only going to make himself look good, but is going to do everything in his powers to make them look good and then some. A lot of young talent need that in today's wrestling. Because it's, it's very unusual where you get a wrestler or wrestlers who wants to work with Young Town because the reason why I say wrestlers because there's another guy in a few months or so who's gonna make his AEW debut and who wants to go to work and loves working with Young Town. And I'm talking about Brian Danielson. But when he makes his debut, I'll talk about tomorrow. Right now this is about CM Punk. And not only that, we get to see CM Punk work with John Moxley. We can see CM Punk work with the Young Bucks. We get to see a punk probably work with Brian Cage, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, Malachi Black. There's going to be a whole lot of wrestlers in that dressing room that CM Punk is going to get the opportunity to pick and choose who he wants to work with. And if anybody's a fan of CM Punk like I am, he's going to want to work with all of them. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And another big shout out to CM Punk for putting over Britt Baker early in his promo. By saying, you got a Chicago kid making me feel like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. Put her over. Instantly. That's what I'm talking about. Stuff like that you don't hear in the WWE. Now, what's next for AEW? You got the big fish. You got the best in the world. What's next? Where you go from here? In the meantime, 
if you're AEW, you gotta focus on booking. You gotta focus on storyline. You gotta focus on craft. And what I mean by that is now you gotta see a punk, now you gotta book them right. Now you gotta see a punk, now you gotta book everybody right. Your writing, your storytelling with the uh with AEW wrestlers now. It has to go to another level because CM Punk raises the bar. He raises the bar. And now you got to, now you're writing, everything has to get better. Because now you want to tell a good story. Now you want to build up rivalries. Now, now you want to build up a storyline. And when I mean craft, craft, what I mean is that now the, the young guys, the young wrestlers who I name, and even some of the, the veteran guys, even some of the high price guys you got there, now it's time to raise your level of craft. It is time to be ahead. And not a miss. And I do believe that AEW, who has an unlimited payroll, after you sign CM Punk, there's only three more guys you need to sign. Correction, two more guys, because rumor has it that Brian, Brian Daniels has already signed AEW, and rumor has it he'll make his debut in New York. Now, when it comes to when I mean you only sign two more guys, I mean you only sign two more male wrestlers, because I do feel that if any top female wrestler come available. AEW need to get there. But as for the men's side, you only need to sign Adam Cole and Bray Wyatt, and let's call it a wrap. That's not, they don't need to sign nobody else. They need to go ahead and work with the guys they got, let them develop, let them get better, let the storytelling get better, and roll with it. And if I'm AEW, this is not about competing with the WWE, because quite frankly and honest, you can't compete with them. And the reason why you can't compete with WWE because they've been doing this for over 50 years. Vince McMahon has a a product that runs on his own. And quite frankly, that is the problem. You can't compete with the WWE. But what you can do is carve out a space and take some of their fan base and do your own thing. Don't compete with them because it's not going to make you a better company or a better product. Do your own thing. Make some money. Get more fans and see what happens. Don't let the WWE, let New Japan, that Impact, that AAA Wrestling, that Ring of Honor, even though AEW do work with all, all of them except for the WWE, continue doing stuff that is unusual. Work with other companies, something you've been doing since you started. Work with other companies, continue build your brand, and go from there. Again, you got some of the best of the best in your company now, and build up that women's division. And for anyone out there, who truly believes that um, the, that Vince McMahon and the WWE um, is not worried about AEW? Let me tell you something. They might, you're right. They might not be worried about AEW, but they are keeping an eye on AEW because even though the WWE will never acknowledge AEW as their competitor, let me tell you, if AEW continues to grow and continues to expand their fan base and it if AEW gets better, the story writing and their booking, they're going to be a problem to the WWE. Even if AEW never competes against the WWE, which they shouldn't, AEW will be a huge thorn in the WWE side. And we all know, I don't care who you are, you might not acknowledge your competition, but you always going to keep one eye open and watching them just to make sure or just to see what they're doing. Because I don't care if no one say, uh, when CM Punk debuted for AEW this past Friday, it automatically made WWE to step up their game. If you don't believe me, if you've seen SummerSlam and you've seen Becky Lynch made her return, you've seen Brock Lesnar made his return, that's huge. And that was big. 
because they had to do something. Even though we knew that Sasha Banks was not going to be wrestling at SummerSlam due to for, uh, for some reason that we don't know. Hopefully, we know down the road. And, you know, they already been saying that, you know, Becky Lynch will probably come back. They had to do that. They had to bring them back. They had to give Brock everything they wanted because CEO Punk is back. Brian Danielson is going to be there soon. Bray Wyatt, allegedly, is going to be there soon. And depending on where he wants to do, Adam Cole might be in AEW soon. So they had to do this. They had to do something to weather the storm because AEW was getting all this momentum and they was getting talked about by every podcast, every pundit that covers wrestling. And the simple fact that the WWE for the last year or so has been floundering because of the pandemic, low numbers on Raw. They've been releasing wrestlers left and right. They had to make a statement. Now, even though they brought Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar back, it still didn't do any good as far as rating-wise compared to AEW when CM Punk made his debut. They Rampage outdrew SmackDown and SummerSlam. Let me phrase that. Rampage, for those 10 minutes, 10 minutes seven CM Punk did, outnumbered Raw, SmackDown, and SummerSlam. That's amazing. That's amazing. And the simple fact that the WWE got SmackDown right because they let Roman Reigns be Roman Reigns. And if you pay attention to SmackDown, everything in SmackDown has been on point. That one-hour show beat three shows of the WWE. Raw, SmackDown, and their major pay-per-view. That don't make no sense. That's where we at with the WWE. You got one show that's doing good because you decided to turn loose your franchise wrestler, your franchise player, the Roman Reigns. You got this storyline with Roman Reigns and, and his cousin, the Blood, and the Usos. They call themselves the Bloodline. You, you turned them loose, and they're, they're, yo, they got, it's one of the best stories going on in WWE. You brought in um, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. That's point. That's money. Everything that SmackDown is doing has been on point. But Raw sucks. And because Raw sucks, and because of SmackDown is the money show, Rampage blew the boys off. Rampage destroyed them. And because of that, Vince McMahon, I ain't going to say he got desperate. I ain't going to say that he got, he was shaking his boots. But he had to make a response. And for a rival between Brock and Roman Reigns, where they were supposed to wrestle each other in 2023 for the title, has now been moved up to now. So to all those people who kept who saying, and NW for saying, yo, we're not worried about AEW. Okay, you keep telling yourself that. He tell yourself that. You might not be worried, but you watching. You know I know you watching. It's because you had to make a big time response so that your pay-per-view wouldn't be a flop because it was heading that way. And if you want to see more CM Punk, tune in to this Wednesday AEW where he will be there in person. Thank you guys for listening to the Dojo Podcast. And I will talk to you guys later. I am out. Peace. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the Double D Podcast, a.k.a. the Double Dribble Podcast, brought to you by DL's Walk Show and D-Voice Radio. You can listen to me on Anchor or on Spotify, and you can follow me on Twitter.